Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of In Our Tracks. I'm Jennifer Paulson, your host of this project from the National Riding Horse Association. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking to past NRHYA president, Liz Blazer. She's um, a, a past youth competitor and now she's in college and she still gives a lot back to the organization and is looking forward to a bright future of her own as a professional. And um, after Liz's interview, be sure to stick around because Sarah Honiger, the NRHA manager of youth and professional programs, will be filling us in on all the great things that the youth programs have to offer for young riders, whether um, they compete in the show pen or maybe they aren't as competitive and do more at home with their horses. But there's some really cool programs that NRHA offers for kids, and um, we think that you'll be interested to learn about those. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to leave a review, and um, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much again. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait. All right. Well, let's get started with what we call our large fast. That's our five quick hit questions to ask our uh, guests on the, the podcast. First thing, what food do you have to have in the truck when you're hauling to a horse show? 10 out of 10 have to have trail mix, any and all variations that exist. Although I will say that my guilty pleasure snack is puff corn, which sometimes people don't know what that is. So, Well, tell us what it is. It's like, I don't quite know how to explain it, but it, it's basically like popcorn, but without the seeds. And so it doesn't get stuck in your teeth. So I don't feel gross once I get out of the truck. Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yes. What do you like to listen to when you're uh, on the road? So I travel with my mom a lot and we connect to the Bluetooth and let Pandora kind of decide the best country song to play. I love it when a classic song comes on though. And my mom will tell me stories about her and my dad dancing to it when they were in college. Otherwise we have a tradition of picking up a new CD and listening to all the songs on our way to our destination and then deciding if we'll keep it or if it's one we'll kind of just put somewhere else. So That's great. I love that about you and your mom sharing, sharing music like that. Um, yes, what's your favorite horse that you've ever ridden? It may sound a little cliche, but I definitely have to say that my favorite horse is the one that I currently ride and show. His name is West Coast Magnum, and his barn name is Magnum Creative. We know, but it fits his personality. And when I got him, I didn't have the heart to change it um, because of his spunk. And he's been my first actual show horse, and I've been able to go in the pen and just ride, which is something that's been really awesome. And He's given me the confidence that I have today. Those are the best horses to have around. Um, what's your most memorable yeah. accomplishment horseback? My first 70 ride, I was in short stirrup and I was very tall for 10. And when I came out of the arena, I can still see it today. It was so hot and everybody was sweating and they had the fans going. And I didn't, I got off my horse and didn't hear the judge. And what he said to me is that he needed to see my birth certificate and me being 10 I was like oh my gosh are you serious but he was joking and it was it's been a memory that we still look back at and laugh and um finally what's your favorite trait in a horse attitude which I think goes hand in hand with their try button and spunk every great horse that I've been exposed to whether they were mine or someone else's have a huge heart and I think that makes it easy and so much fun to show them absolutely 
All right. So Liz, tell me a little bit about your introduction to horses. Um, how, if you've been a horse girl for life, um, you know, what you remember about your first rides and your first training horse. Yeah. So it actually goes back to my great grandpa. He was one of the first people to have registered quarter horses in Nebraska. And although he was known for his cream of the crop working horses, he also had a ranch where he bred the next generation of what I like to call the working cowboys trusted mount. So my mom remembers spending countless summer there, although she never rode much once she grew up and got older. On the other hand, my dad came along from a long line of hardworking farmers. He's actually sixth generation, which is really awesome, who dedicated their life to the land and raising cattle. So I kind of had the best of both worlds because my parents all always allowed me to chase my dreams, no matter how big or small. And so when I was eight years old, and I remember it to this day, my family and I were at the dinner table. And I looked at them trying to be really serious and told them that I believe that little girls needed a horse so that they could scrub water buckets. Needless to say, they kind of laughed and the rest was history. When I first started riding, I showed all around with the Nebraska Pinna Horse Association. So I did showmanship, Western Pleasure Trail, and I even did the English all around event. And my feet barely passed the saddle pad, but I was gosh darn downright determined to do everything I could with my horse. And his name was Tuffy, and he was nothing but amazing and will forever have a spot on our family farm just because of everything he's allowed me to do. And then in 2012, I was introduced to the sport of reining. I did one spin, and I was hooked. My first reining horse was beyond patient with me between the overspins, wrong patterns, and just about everything in between. <laughs> he allowed me to learn the sport, and it's because of him that I love it so much. Outstanding. So um, it sounds like probably some of the horsewomen and horsemen that you admire most are in your family. Um, are there any others and, and why do you look up to them? Yeah, I think definitely looking at the whole industry as a whole, it's so hard to pick just a few people that I admire because I'm just constantly impressed with the riders in all levels of classes that continue to redefine our sport. Um, if I did have to choose, I I do admire my horse trainers, Serena Seabrant and Carol Nielsen the most, because ever since I was eight, I've spent my summers riding, sweating, sweeping, scrubbing um, at their places. And not only have they watched me grow up, but they have taught me how to ride, ride and run the pattern both in and out of the side of the arena. I'm forever grateful that they dedicated their time and had the patient and patience and love in their heart to instill even a little bit of their expertise and love of life and grace in me. So um, tell us something about your life outside of reining and outside of horses that, that maybe we might not expect. Um, what are some of your interests and your pastimes? It, I, you probably don't have a lot of free time with school and horses, but <laughs> what do you like to do outside of that? Yes, so I'm extremely passionate about science, whether it's chemistry, biology, anatomy, physiology, Science is my thing. Um, I've loved it ever since I was a little girl. I think my favorite thing about it is I love the problem-solving aspect of it, and I think that's what led me to my dream of becoming a doctor in a rural community. Oh, wow. So that's what you're studying at school now, right? Yes, I am, yeah. I'm Actually, I'm in college, and I'm in my dorm room as we speak. It's kind <laughs> of a fun little thing to look at that. And, and where are you going to school? I'm at Wayne State College in small town Wayne, Nebraska. It's 
an amazing school and I'm studying as part, it's called the Rural Health Opportunities Program. And it was an extensive application process. And with that, you have to be from a community of less than 25,000 people. And you promise to return to a rural community to practice medicine someday. And I grew up in Duncan, but I went to school in Columbus, Nebraska. And my dream is to sometimes to someday practice medicine at that hospital in Columbus. Wow, that's so impressive. Um, so obviously Thank you're you. successful in school. So how are you, um, how, how has, have your horses influenced your ability to succeed in school? Is there something that you've learned through your life with horses that has, has maybe made you a better student? Yeah, most definitely. I like to say that horses teach you lessons that you can't learn anywhere else. I know a lot of people say that, but in turn, I believe that my participation in horses has given me an edge over others when it comes to scholarship applications, job interviews, public speaking opportunities, and so much more, because seldom do you find people who, as much as you practice for any other sport out there, this becomes people's lives. And I think it's just so cool because anyone that you meet has such a kind, passionate heart. And I think that's something that has really influenced and something that I've taken away from my time with horses. So how do you, how do you balance everything? Um, horses take up a lot of time, but obviously you're in a very intense program. So how are you balancing your horses and school? And how, you know, even in the past when you were, you know, before you were in college, how did you make that work? Yeah, I try. And the key word there is try to have a set schedule for every day. It really helps me manage my time most efficiently. I'm a big planner lover. I have like two different planners and I try to keep up to date um, everything with little notes here and there. And it's a great way for me to get an overview of my schedule without getting overwhelmed. It's also important to remember like why I do what I do when I get stressed. And sometimes I just have to take a minute and kind of look at the end goal in mind. And it just makes me feel so much better and I'm ready to get back into whatever that is, um, whether that be studying or writing an essay or whatever, even writing, and it just makes you feel so much better. Right, right. Crossing those things off your list. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So tell me about how you your journey to becoming the Youth Association's president. Um, is that something that you always knew you wanted to do? Um, how did you get to that point? Yeah. In the beginning, I don't think that I, myself, or my family had any idea what we were getting into when I started showing horses. So my horse journey actually began in 4-H, where I participated in every project under the sun, not just horses. And then I kind of took my focus and put it just on horses in 2012 when I was introduced to reining. And that year, I learned the ropes of the sport and could spend hours just thanking people alone that had the patience to continue cheering me on and were there even when times did get tough. And in 2014, I was encouraged to expand my network within the industry and run for a delegate position. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made because I ran the next three years too. And through that, I got to meet so many amazing people. And then I think it was at the 2016 fraternity, it's been a while, but I was elected to be on the national officer team as treasurer and it all took off from there. I learned so much about the industry. And the next year, I went on to campaign and serve as the vice president. And 
it was in my term actually as vice president that I had all these ideas of what I believe the NRHYA could be and could do for its members and and being on the team was sort of my in for the entire reining industry, meeting so many instrumental leaders, owners, exhibitors, and horses from all over the world only grew my love for the sport stronger. And I still stand by it today when I say that I don't think that you could find a group, and not even group, but a family that makes up this industry anywhere else. And because of that, I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I've had alongside my fellow officers and friends and exhibitors over the years and to grow the future of the sport. So tell me, um, what, what's one of your favorite memories about being an officer? You guys do some pretty great things. Um, what's one that yes. stands out in your mind? So although we have these amazing opportunities to travel and really um, be in the spotlight, my favorite times are the quote unquote out of spotlight moments when we make I would say 90% of our memories. So the hotel rooms, the car rides, and the ever popular huge minivan shopping trips, and right before event pep talks that we get from our amazing advisor, Sarah Honiger. It's truly indescribable, but we are all our unfiltered selves. And it, every time I talk about it or think about it, it just makes me smile. Wow. So um, I'm sure you guys have some funny stories from being in the van <laughs> or, oh, or elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's something that you can share from that that, you, that just so guys laugh and still My personal memory, yeah, my favorite memory comes from the Derby this past summer. So the officer team had the opportunity to go to the Lazy E and check out the Ranch Force Versatility that show that was going on. Not only did we all love it and we watched a little bit of each event, but time slipped away from us and there was an affiliate summit meeting in less than an hour that we were scheduled and excited to make an appearance at. And so if you ever see the NRHYA girls, of course, we're known as driving around and it's usually a huge minivan, of course, and maybe those aren't the best for off-roading, so to speak. So <laughs> the time's ticking and we all pile in and Sarah was prepping us for the meeting and it's so funny because three out of the five of us were trying not to get car sick. Oh, and so no. you have five of us in there, three of us not getting car sick. And meanwhile, we're um, being serious, but trying to crack jokes because Miss Vicki Holbrook, God bless her soul, hauled it back to the fairgrounds and we made it <laughs> and spent the rest of the show laughing about the experience that we had. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, what kind of influence do you hope that you had on youth members during your time on the officer team? I would have to say that I hope that if I did one thing for youth members, it makes them, it was making them feel confident and important. I've always been very futuristic and am a huge believer in the statement that if you believe in yourself, that any dream you have is achievable. My goal as president was to grow the NRHYA and with the absolutely amazing team that I had the pleasure to work beside and our youth coordinator, Sarah Honiger, we did just that, I believe. I think we are more in tune to the youth members and have created a closer knit group that feels supported, heard, and important. And I think if you can give someone that, they are absolutely unstoppable. That's wonderful. And I know that you also just set a really great example with how you presented yourself um, at every time I saw you and the poise that you oh, have and you. the confidence. And I think you just, you set a really great example and a high bar. Well, thank you so much. That's 
from the bottom of my heart, I very much appreciate that. So what, what do you hope for NRHYA in the future? I hope NRHYA continues to grow in terms of our youth involvement. And I'm so beyond excited to kind of take this time to, you know, be out of the spotlight and watch it flourish as the 2020 NRHYA National Officer Team takes over. When I got to meet them at the security, they're just an absolutely dedicated, awesome, fun-loving, kind group of girls that will continue to develop a program to be a long-lasting impact for its members. So um, finally, I wanted to ask you, why would you encourage youth members and, and even kids out there who aren't members yet but are looking at becoming members um, to become delegates and officers and do add that element of service to their um, life with their reigning horse and with the organization? Yeah, most definitely. I can sum it up in two words. So I just say do it. This was one of the greatest opportunities of my life. And I would never, ever have become so involved and know so much about the reining industry and learn so much about myself if I didn't get involved with NRHA. If you ask anyone who has or is a national officer, they say the same about their experience. Aside from the travel, the like awesome shirts and jeans and material things that we get from our corporate sponsors, you meet so many people who want you to be successful as a person in the world, even after your youth years have ended. And I have acquired so many amazing skills that put you so far ahead in life, no matter your profession, that I don't think you can learn from a textbook. NRHYA has been something, and it has something for everyone. And the organization is constantly looking for more youth and adults to bring creative ideas, new perspectives, um, et cetera, to the table. Because all in all, NRHYA is the organization for the future of the sport. And even if you look around today, you know that the future of the NRHYA is bright. So why not be a part of it? Absolutely, Liz. Well, thank you so much for, for talking with us and for presenting these great ideas and encouragement for young riders and young members to get more involved. And um, I know that we're all looking forward to seeing um, you succeed in life and where you go. And I'm sure we'll still see you around the horse shows and um, that big smile of yours. And I will look forward to that. Most definitely. Thank you so much again for having me. So it was a lot of fun to talk to past president Liz Blazer today on the podcast. And now we're going to continue on that youth track as we talk to Sarah Honiger. Sarah is NRHA's manager of youth and professional programs. And she is really passionate about the kids who she works with, um, both on the board for her youth group, as well as uh, the youth membership at large. So Sarah, we're really happy to have you and to hear about what's new with the youth programs uh, for NRHA. Well, I am so glad to be with you guys today and talk a little bit about it. Um, as you mentioned, I am just so passionate about these programs that we have. I grew up in California, and I was always involved with the rodeo industry, but I was always in the youth programs that were offered to me in high school rodeo and all throughout that and the scholarship opportunities and leadership opportunities. And I know I wouldn't be who I am today without those. And that carried with me through rodeoing for Oklahoma State University. And um, so I just really want to be able to provide that for other youth. And I'd been with the Rainer side of NRHA before and always saw our youth programs as such an important aspect of this industry and always loved it from the beginning. So 
to be able to work with these youth members and get to know them better and work on these programs is really a dream come true for me. Absolutely. And and I hear you on the growing up as, as a, a youth in a lot of those different programs. And it's so important. And it does it, whether it's, you know, a small scholarship or a large one, it, it makes such a big difference in who these kids become and allowing them to keep having horses around and, and keep that passion burning. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about that so that um, we have an idea of what goes into becoming a delegate or an officer and then maybe what the, the benefits are to the individual as well as what they get to give back to the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So to be a delegate, um, the first step would be to go to their youth meeting at the affiliate regional championship. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any questions of you know, when those are or where one is near you, all that information is on the website under the affiliate page. But the really neat thing about this is basically your job is to promote the sport of reining at your local level. And since I came into this program, I have really tried to make a focus on really building a community between these delegates. I think it is such a cool opportunity for them because you really do get to learn about what life is like across the whole country for kids who share that exact same passion as you do. So two are elected per region and they're voted on by youth members. They just raise their hand at the meeting and say they want to run. And as long as they are older than 13 and younger than 18, as of January 1 of the year that they would be a delegate, they are eligible to run. And the responsibilities of a delegate are pretty flexible. The main thing we want to see is that delegate participating in our group techs that we all have, um, participating in helping with the affiliate regional championships. Maybe they help pass out awards. Um, maybe they help lead the youth meeting the next year. Basically, we just want to see them, you know, making a little bit more effort to be involved and help out at that local level. And then once you've been a delegate, that makes you then eligible to run for an officer position. And how that works is you would just notify me um, the, by October 1st, I believe it is. And then the election process is held in, in November. And then the officers are announced at the NRHA fraternity. So as an officer, you really get some amazing perks. You get to travel to the major NRHA events and the hotel, airfare, meals, everything for the whole event is paid for for that youth member from NRHA. Um, you also get some amazing benefits from our corporate partners, including clothes from Cinch, a gift certificate to Shorties, um, boots from Anderson Bean. It's really super fun. And then you get to represent NRHA at the highest level. So along with going to NRHA events, they are asked to go to the AQHA Yes Conference every year, which has been fun in the past they got to go to DC. So the opportunities are really pretty endless. And the main expectation is just, you know, promoting the sport of reining, getting other kids involved, making our youth members feel like they are a family and it is a community that will extend far past, you know, 18 years old as a youth member. Absolutely. And I think that far past 18 is such a big deal. Um, just in seeing you with the kids at this past fraternity. And I mean, they're exposed to some of the, you know, 
movers and shakers of the horse industry, not just horse trainers and owners, but you know, with the corporate partners and getting to meet people there. And those are connections that can really build your future and, um, you know, help you get where you want to be in life, you know, with, with your career goals and, and that sort of thing. So it, it's the opportunities are really big and really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I really want to stress with those opportunities, like you said, I mean, I want this to extend so far past the show pen. I mean, Last year at Slider's Night Out, that's one of the biggest events we have of the year. And you'll notice that one of our youth officers gave the invocation, and then the other was a co-host of the live auction. And before NRHYA, she will tell everyone that public speaking really made her nervous and introducing herself and, um, you know, going up to the top 20 guys wasn't something she felt comfortable with as far as networking. And then there she was with the Run for the Million stars on stage and joking with them and doing Instagram lives with them. And um, just seeing that transition even over six months is so cool for me. And I know it is for other members and, and now at a personal level for her. So being able to have that carry you through college and future job interviews and all of that. Absolutely. Now, um, you said you know, the point about extending it past the show pen. And that, that brings us to a natural spot too, with talking about the varsity reigning club. And, um, it's a program that, that you work on that is very, it's outside the show pen. It's not about, you know, your score. It's not about, um, where you ranked, you know, at the end of the day in your class. Um, can you tell us a little bit about varsity reigning club and why it's important for these kids? Yeah. Varsity reigning club as you and I have kind of talked about offline, is something that I am so, so passionate about for NRHYA. And I do think in the past it was undersold for how incredible this program is. If anyone wants information on it after this podcast, the website is varsityraining.com. And as you mentioned, it does focus outside of the show pen. So the premise of this program is that people earn points for things that they're already doing. And then they get to turn in those points for awesome prizes like T-shirts, polo wraps, sweatshirts, belt buckles from Montana Silversmith, and even a fraternity stall completely paid for, which I know that that should make some parents' ears perk up (laughs) at this program. Um, So, you know, these activities could go from anything with community service, which that aspect is near and dear to my heart in this program because I think you don't know that you love to give back until you do it. Uh, Their activities include writing assignments for school, good grades, helping at a horse show, artwork, photography, any of that that these youth members are doing, they can submit that online and they receive points for it. And then at the end of the year, they get to go shopping with those points. So I tell all these members that I come in contact with, like you already have to be doing these things anyway, why wouldn't you want to take the extra minute online and then receive cool things for your hard work? Absolutely. And the other aspect of this is it is awesome for parents because this is another scholarship opportunity. So we have junior varsity, which is ages 13 and under, and then our varsity category, which is ages 14 to 18. And the top five point earners in junior varsity will receive a $500 to $100 scholarship. And then for varsity, it's a $1,000 to $100 scholarship. And we place first 
through eighth place in that. Yeah, that's really great. And also, you know, just this spring, we've been featuring a lot of the work in the Rainer, um, in the youth section of the Rainer. So we even had a photo was one of our section openers um, in the magazine. So that's been fun to promote those kids and what they're doing. And they are super talented and doing things that they're passionate about and that they, you know, are proud of. And that that's really important in helping build their character and who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And some of them, you know, are starting their own businesses and they're young entrepreneurs, like that uh, photograph you mentioned that was in the Rainer. Some of them, I imagine, will make uh, such a great future for themselves as an artist. I mean, to your point, they are so, so talented. So it's fun on both ends to watch that flourish, too. Um, we've talked along the way today about the scholarship opportunities, and I know that they're they're pretty vast for the youth members. Can you tell us a little bit about the scholarship program and um, its association with the Raining Horse Foundation? Absolutely. We are so happy to be partnered with the Raining Horse Foundation and working with them throughout the year for these opportunities. Uh, I think it's important to note that over $40,000 is given every single year wow. in youth scholarships. It's really incredible. And I know for me, when I was going through high school, you know, applying for those scholarships is obviously so important, but I think it can often be so overwhelming because you get all of these different sources coming from everywhere and they can sometimes be a little complicated or um, tricky to get going. And our scholarships, I do feel like are so straightforward and easily accessible on nrhya.com. And the main RHF one that you had mentioned is based on financial need, academic achievement, and their reigning involvement. Mm -hmm. And so those are awarded to high school seniors every year. And then if a high school senior has already been awarded that scholarship, they are then able to reapply for it in college. So um, there are seven different scholarships given, and they range from $2,000 to $750. So that's a really hefty scholarship as well. Absolutely. Parents love that kind of stuff. <laughs> and they love the straightforward application process too, I'm sure, because um, it does get pretty daunting and trying to put everything together. So anything that can ease that friction between parent and child during that, that already <laughs> stressful time is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I can remember it so clearly going through it myself. So I know if someone would have told me that there was that scholarship money just floating there for me, I would have been so thrilled. And um, if any parents or kids want more information about it, an easy email to remember is just use at nrha.com. Or another thing I always like to encourage is at those affiliate regional championships, go to the youth meeting and get involved and ask questions and Parents are welcome at those meetings too, you know, if a kid might be showing or busy because I know, you know, show weeks are really stressful, but just send some representative to learn more about those programs and, you know, come to the youth room at the Derby and the Futurity and all of the delegates or youth officers or myself be so happy to offer some encouragement or advice or just more information about how to get those programs going. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like, so we want to visit varsityraining.com. We want to visit nrhya.com. Yes. 
nrha.com and we want to email youth at nrha.com for more information about the programs. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, whether that's information about our specific programs or ways to get more involved or maybe just like we have a 4-H group and we want them to learn more about NRHYA, I'm always happy to provide materials or support in any way that I can. Perfect. And follow NRHYA on Facebook, too, because you're doing some great stuff right now to help kids keep busy and uh, occupied while they're maybe homeschooling uh, with the closure of schools and that kind of thing, too. Yes, Facebook and Instagram and our officers in their little bit of a downtime right now have created a TikTok as well, <laughs> which, you know, I think to your point, it's great for information, but I think it's great for that community aspect and just to remind us that even if you can't see your NRHYA family, they're still always there for you. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, thanks a lot for taking some time out of your busy schedule to get with us. And I know that people will look forward to meeting you at, at major events and and um, your other travels because you're uh, just a big smiling face that everybody is gravitates toward and um, you have a wealth <laughs> of information to share. So I think it's a wonderful position for you to be in. Well, thank you so, so much. And thanks for allowing myself and Liz to be a part of this podcast. I know she was so excited and I was as well. Thanks for listening to In Our Tracks, a project from the National Reining Horse Association. For more about reining and NRHA, visit nrha.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook at NRHA National Reining Horse Association and on Instagram at NRHA Reining. <laughs>